Welcome back to the Hot Heel Girl podcast. It's just me and M today chit-chatting about, you know, anything and everything under the sun. So we wanted to give our best tips for how to be a hot heel girl because, you know, there's definitely people that just want to, like, merge that hot, hot girl life, hot girl walk stuff. But, like, you know, we've, we're in our healed era, so that looks different, and some people don't know how to go about it. It's true. It is. So it's like low-key Foundations 101, but not really. But like, maybe. Courtney's also bringing a little bit of fuck you energy. You know, (laughs) that's like all about it. (laughs) It's like all in one. I was talking to a former client the other day and about how every time she doesn't do what she wants, not every time, but she gets like sick. Like her body literally gets sick because she doesn't want to do it. She literally thinks in her head about how much she's dreading whatever it is she just committed to. And I'm like, hmm, that's called your body speaking to you. Your nervous system's like, we, if, if you don't want to do it, we're going to manifest it that you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. That's all part of it. I know she was like talking to me and she's like, it's frustrating. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> But also but it's, it's like finding that balance though, between like feeling like you have to do things or like things that you actually have to do. Mm-hmm. And then like things that maybe you don't have to do. I don't know, because there is things that you just have to do that your body yeah. just, you just don't want to do it, but you got it. I a hundred percent agree. It's all in that balance. And the, I was talking to her about that because I was like, it's either not doing things that you really don't want to do or reframing the things that you have to do. Like, that's like the, that's that in between. Like you can absolutely reframe things, especially like, I know a lot of people that I talk to, it's if they like have trauma, whether that's big T or little T, like with their family or with their in-laws or things like that. And they're like, I don't want to see them. And then they'll get sick. Mm-hmm. Like no surprise. And they're like, but I can't go my whole life and never see them again. And like for a lot of people, that's obviously your reality, right? Like you're, or you don't even want to do that because you're like, my kids love their grandma, whatever, whatever. And that's how you can reframe it, right? Like knowing where the balance is that like you don't have to go out of your way and see them all the time and see them every week or every month. But for holidays and stuff like that, you can reframe it to the point where it's like, I'm doing this because my kids love their grandma. And maybe I can keep my distance or maybe I can emotionally detach a little bit from things that they say, which again, easier said than done. But like, there's an ebb and a flow in it. Yeah, I think the emotionally detaching part is hard, but in my opinion, it works the best Like for me personally. Yeah. I've had to get very, very good at doing that because I was not, because I am a very just like a very sensitive person. And I just absorb people's emotions. Like I can tell what they're feeling. I, I feel their emotions. Um, like if you're that way, you understand how much it sucks, but learning to emotionally detach was huge for me because now I can like, it's not that I don't care, but I, but also I don't care. (laughs) 
that's been big for me too because there are certain people that I don't necessarily want to see all the time and I have to just take things that they say with a grain of salt let it roll off my back like not at because I guess for me to my core it's like the reason I cannot I can emotionally detach is because I'm like they don't know me they know a version of me that they think like they think that's what I'm projecting out there and that's not me so like I am not offended by people who don't know me saying things like this you know like what hurts is when it's someone close to you right And I think that, especially with family, a lot of them may not know you now. They know an old version of you. Yep. So that's like an easier way to frame it too. Like you're like, they didn't do nice things, whatever, whatever, but they truly don't know me because if they did, maybe things would have been different, but I'm not willing to show this version of me because it's sacred, right? It's only for people who deserve to see the authentic me. Mm -hmm. I 100% relate to that. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, think, it's a, there's some big FU energy in this, but like we can make it a little bit more decorum. <laughs> right. Big FU energy. <laughs> yeah, like that's how I used to feel also about like, I, as we know, friend wise, like I've, I am not friends with a lot of people that I used to be friends with many moons ago. And there's nothing wrong with any of those people. We just were not vibing. And one of the biggest things for me was literally breaking up. Like maybe we didn't even have formal conversations, but just not going to things anymore. Mm -hmm. And right, if they had wanted to know why I stopped going to things, they all could have talked to me. No one's like, right, it could have gone both ways. It was fine, but not hanging out with those people anymore because that was one of the most inauthentic things for me. Mm -hmm. Just going there and being like, "Ah, yeah, because we went to college together, because we went to high school together, because we meant so much to each other at one point in time. No love lost. We meant meant a lot to each other at that point in time, but I am not even moderately close to the person I used to be. Yeah, and I don't think everybody that you meet has to be in your life for your whole life anyway. There's you have people for seasons as much as I kind of hate that phrase. I know I'm in a season, but I mean, it is, it's like the best way to say it, but. (laughs) Well, the the saying goes, people come into your life for a season, a reason or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Either it's a season or a reason, right? Like, or they can stay. Yeah. But if it's taking a toll on you, like mentally and emotionally to keep them in your life, then they're not probably not meant to be there for your lifetime and this is a little bit woo woo of me but like we have like cords with people right like we do we have energetic cords like people in your life who you have been in contact with or whatever like you have to cut those cords very diligently if you don't want their energy anymore and like even having these people like in the background for me as like I see them once a year, like that sort of thing was very energetically draining for me because I was like, these people see me this way. And like, I go in and I I was, it was very dreading every single time I'd see them because I was like, I go and hang out with all these people and I feel so alone. And then I leave and I'm like, wow, I have no friends when I do have good friends, just they're not them anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like cutting all of that off, like freed up energy for me to make more aligned friendships, Mm -hmm. just letting that be in the background. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about this in our friendship podcast too, like pretty in depth, but especially in your mid twenties, I feel like it's hard to do because you, you do shift and grow and change a lot in your twenties and the people you connected with in college 
unless they shifted and grew the same way, it's probably not going to be <laughs> somebody that you're going to keep around into your, into your late twenties. So I know it's like really hard to let that go because you want that connection and you still yeah. want to have it, but you just have to figure out a way to, and like you were saying, like you let that go. So you have the energy and the mental space to bring in the people that you want. And I had to remind myself, um, was it harder to let them go or harder to hold on in every single and feel so alone in those friendships, right? And not feel like things were reciprocated back and not feel like I was truly valued. And really that was so much harder to like, feel mm -hmm. like I had so many friends, like if I could count them, if I was writing them down for my wedding guest list, right? Like I have so many friends and I'm making air quotes here, but like I didn't have those quality of friendships that I wanted because mm -hmm. I'm like, I, okay, maybe they, it, I don't know. I can't speak for like what they would or wouldn't have done, but they weren't people that were checking in on me almost ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe like a birthday text, which it's not to say you need to check in your, on your friends all the time, but like, if you want those deeper quality friendships like yeah you do typically check in on your friends like my best friend and I don't talk all the time but we do check every once in a while it's like hey how are things going what's new I'm like mm -hmm. oh my god you have no idea and then we just get into the depths right and like that's like the type of quality of friendship that like you can do that mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like it was that way for those people at all right if they would text me and and just like a little blurb and like we never actually got into things I'd be like oh my god and expect a conversation and then like we would never we would not talk for another like nine months and I would be like okay so like they didn't really care you know like mm -hmm. they didn't really want to like touch base really quickly and like whatever so it's like anything right you choose your hard what's harder for me it was harder to think that I had quote all these friends and I got invited to all these weddings and like, but they were, it didn't feel aligned. Like it didn't feel good for me to go to because I'm like, I loved them once upon a time. We were very close, but now it's at the point where I'm going to go to that wedding and feel just as alone as I do if I go to a wedding where I don't know anyone. And I know mm -hmm. plenty of people at that wedding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's a very different feeling. Having a lot of friends is hard. Not that I've ever really experienced that, but it seems hard. <laughs> it was I just had... having like my handful of like group when sometimes like we have like stuff going on with oh, group chats. three or four, not even group chats, but oh. just like when stuff happens to happen with like three or four people mm -hmm. within like two weeks, I'm like, oh, it's crazy. Like I can't. <laughs> In like college, I did have a lot of friends because I still was very close with my high school friend group. And then I had a pretty large college friend group. There were like 10 of us or so. I don't know. I'm probably counting wrong. I think there was probably 12. And so like, I remember that because when I broke up with my high school ex-boyfriend, like telling everyone what was going on in my life all the time was low-key exhausting because that was a time when a lot was going on, right? Because people were checking up on me because... He was my first boyfriend, my first love, all those things. And we had dated for four years and everyone but me knew he was emotionally abusive. <laughs> so people were checking up on me constantly, right? Like friends from school, friends from home, my business fraternity family, because I was really close with them and like blah, blah, blah. And it 
was exhausting remembering who I told what to. Mm-hmm. I have distinct memories of that time when people would be like, so updates. And like, it was honestly the first time in my adult life that I had been single because we were together for four years. So like, you know, you'd be like, oh my God, and I met this cute boy and like all that stuff. So it was so exhausting to tell people all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> I literally remember that one point in time, that little microcosm. And then like after that, I was still close enough with most of the people, but like my life, you know, dulled down. It just, I, you get in a relationship and you're not telling everyone every single thing that happens to you and no one's asking about every single thing that happens to you. But, oh my goodness. Like 20 plus people I was telling all this information to? Hot damn. I can't even imagine. I have a hard enough time telling like three people. That's what I'm saying. And like I said, that was like a very short period of time because I remember people being like, oh, what's happening now? And I'm like, oh, I forgot to tell you this. Or did I tell you this? Because like I couldn't keep track. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, now people ask me what's new. And I'm like, let's cut the shit. (laughs) I don't need to talk about what's new. It's an evolved Courtney over here. Yeah, we're just different. But like I said, that I mean, I was literally... 20 at the time that we broke up maybe 19 fun fun age fun age (laughs) oh I was 20 yeah what a time because we did yeah 20 year old Courtney was a savage it's I mean still kind of am it's just different yeah you're a different kind of savage now (laughs) (laughs) definitely still savage uh 20 I feel like 20 is just when I think back on, like, I thought I was a very smart 20-year-old, <laughs> but when you think back on it, I'm like, the things I did, like, I would never do them now. I was an idiot. I was, but sometimes I think it's good because you're, like, bli- not blissfully unaware. Oh, blissfully unaware. Just, Definitely blissfully unaware. You're blissfully unaware, but it's just, like, makes you so confident. And as you get, like for me anyway, as I get older, I feel like I get more paranoid about things because I've experienced more things and seen more things. And I'm like, well, this could happen and this could happen. And I'm like, the things I did when I was like 19 and 20, just so very blissfully unaware and everything turned out fine. I think just because I had this confidence that I'm like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I also feel like that's like college for a lot of people I know me and all of my friends in college were like relatively blissfully unaware but also because like I said there was a large friend group so whenever we went anywhere like there were lots of people looking after you you know like (laughs) where'd you go like all that stuff so I'm like yeah we were definitely a hot mess a little bit but again we all did it for each other at different points in time and there were so many of us like I wasn't ever concerned yeah with almost anything (laughs) it's not like I went to like a small school you know it'd be one thing if like I went to like a really small school the size of my high school but like Delaware's not a small school there's like 12,000 undergrad I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. like I mean it's not huge but it's not 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 that small but whatever I live to tell the tales (laughs) most of us do I know right I'm like "Mm, god bless my sister, sometimes we weren't sure if she was going to live to tell the tales. She has lots of tales to tell, but we don't, this is not like a roast on Kara. So like, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> I could roast her so much. Like her uh, wedding speech, I was 
trying to find like a nice in between because like my love language is roasting people like that's just it like I'm gonna rip on you if I love you like we love that so I was trying to find the in between of not like <laughs> just sitting there and roasting her 24 7 I was like it has to be nice but whatever okay so let's go back to why we started this in the first place hot healed girl tips I guess we'll say tips right um one of my fave ones that I am about to do more of is getting your freaking steps in. Go on your hot girl walks. I know that's why we even started this in the first place, but like I've been so busy in my business that the end of almost every day, all I've done is like one workout in the beginning of the day and then like 20 minutes of walking. And that is awful. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. enough. I know. I was thinking about that actually like two or three days ago. I'm like, cause we would, go out in the evening usually and take the dogs for a walk but we've been playing more ball with them in the yard because we have like a a ball pitcher so we'll like pitch the balls because they love it and but I'm like yeah they love it but I'm not moving much because I'm just like walking in the yard with them um and then also in the winter time the weather's nicer here maybe not because it's really hot obviously not up north but here like it doesn't get Cool. now that it's 100 degrees 95 degrees every day until the sun goes down it's just miserable out there and so it's like 7 30 8 p.m before it's even nice enough to walk and so then we just end up not going I like try to squeeze in some walking before or after my workout just to like get some you know mm-hmm. but it's still just like prolonging the amount of time you're at the gym and like you have work to do I am getting a walking pad for my birthday. I told you about it already because mm-hmm. I'm getting it early. My birthday's not till August, but we're literally getting it this month because I want it and I need it. And I've been not walking enough because mm-hmm. I'm just in a, I mean, business ebbs and flows, but I'm in a busy phase where I'm spending so much time on my computer because I'm creating for these courses. And so I'm like, we're not doing that. We're not just going to sit here all day. And then I look up and I'm like, oh, I didn't move. I didn't take <laughs> breaks for walks because... I want to take a break and sit on the porch and eat my lunch. I know. I've been trying to do, I call them bouncy breaks, my rebounder. Oh, I love that. I'll get on that for like 10 minutes. And honestly, that does feel really, really good to me. So good. Because like, I don't have to actually go outside and like walk down the road. Um, But I've been really liking the the rebounding breaks a lot because I'll just Mm. do it for like five, 10 minutes. But I feel like I get a nice, very nice movement in. Do you, do you ever like blast your favorite song on your rebounder and like sing it and dance on there? Sometimes. Yeah. Cause that's one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> yeah. I will do that occasionally. That's Sometimes so- I like to do it outside. So because it's spring right now, there's so oh, many yeah. birds and I'll just like listen to all the nature sounds. Yeah. Like my legit favorite pastime is bouncing with one of my favorite songs, but like my <laughs> rebounder sits right in front of the window. So people like Hi. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad we're private because I would not go outside and bounce. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't a private area. Okay. So movement is literally our hot heel girl tip number one, because that's just good for all of health, right? Like, and I know this is not surprising to anyone, but like. Sometimes you just have to hear it again though. Yeah. Because like, like, look at us. We're just like, we're not doing it. Enough, I know. So that's why tell, I'm like. Tell ourselves. And I started to get um, like breakouts on my neck like last week, which is so stupid of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not moving. And like 
that's breakouts on your neck usually means that your lymphatic like you need more lymphatic drainage like it's getting a little sluggish and that's why I'm like oh my god like you always tell your clients this is what you need and like we're just I'm falling prey to like I got like a super fun like almost cystic pimple and I haven't Mm -hmm. had one of those in like years Mm -hmm. so I'm like what is happening (laughs) yeah exactly you're like I help people with this all the time come on I, I know what happened with my neck like I said I was just so busy back to back to back and I'm like oh my gosh in the world so movement and also we're just going to say weightlifting in there because it's good for or maybe not weightlifting resistance training because it depends mm-hmm. on who you are your stage of health some sort of resistance training that could literally mean doing air squats in your house unless you are at the point where you cannot handle anything we get it I've been there it's okay but resistance training is really good for your hormones it's really good for not being like super cortisol spiking, inducing all that jazz. What else? What do you want to say about resistance training? Again, we've talked about all this stuff, but like we're recapping it. I mean, I tell everyone balancing your blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. I tell everyone to do resistance training. I am really proud of myself because I've been very consistent since January on, cause I like made a pact to myself. I'm going to go three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I love that. And I have been, absolutely consistent with that except for you know like my period weeks sometimes I'll miss like a Wednesday or Friday whatever just because I sleep then and don't really bother with working out for a few days but I have absolutely noticed a difference with my sleep like my sleep was pretty good to begin with but it's just I've been like solid solid sleeping so should we go next to sleep because that is absolutely hot heel girl tip number two sleep well create a sleep routine because if you're like what the fuck do you mean sleep well <laughs> everybody wants to sleep well but no exactly like, how do I sleep well yeah so create I like I love a sleep routine you know that about me like it at least for me really helps to like I can't just all of a sudden be like I'm going to bed like 30 minutes after I ate dinner I'm mm-hmm. a very much in need of blue blockers dim the lights in the house like yeah we still do watch TV, but nothing stressful at all. It's usually sports, which sometimes can be stressful for me. So we might have to turn that off if my team's not doing well. <laughs> but like, we usually just watch something that's like very low stress. Like I could, or like HGTV. Cause I'm like, I don't care what's happening in these people's houses. It's beautiful. It's nice. But like, yeah. <laughs> it's not stress inducing. And I know people will say no screens, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. You could do no screens too. I wear literally orange lenses. So like for me, it still helps my body create melatonin. Mm-hmm. What are your sleep tips? Very simple. I mean, I don't own blue blockers because I broke <gasps> mine and I just haven't gotten any. Oh. <laughs> but I need to. Um, but yeah, dimming the lights. Like I use um, my salt lamp pretty much at yeah. night and we have like little like fairy Christmas lights in the living room. So we'll have those on mm-hmm. instead of like regular lights. Yeah. Same. Um, we do usually watch TV at night. Um, but I try to turn it off like at least an hour before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'll just stop watching. I like to shower right before I go to bed. Dan does I know too. not everybody does that, but for me, it's just like, it warms my body up. It makes me feel cozy. And then it has to be absolutely dark in my bedroom. Same. I'm so picky about lights. Well, ours any isn't, little, so I'm super, I'm asky. Yeah, any little light, like I'll be over there like 
pressing the sides of the curtains down and like putting tape over anything that glows. <laughs> I mean, I do the same. Um, I have to have something that makes noise. I know this is not like same. a sleep no, routine we, that we're everybody a fan, has. We're fan people. Like we mm-hmm. have our fan running 24-7 and I need that white noise. Yeah. I have the fan. I have put my air purifier on. I swear that has helped me sleep better too. Just like having that in the bedroom. Same. Um, yeah. Noise, air purifier. It has to be cold. So I cold. recently started actually putting socks on my feet to sleep. Okay. And I used to hate socks on my feet, but I saw, was reading this thing and they were like, it actually helps your body stay cooler. Like not, not get as hot, which you would think would not be. That's not what socks would do because they're like warming your feet, but it says because it keeps your feet warm, it allows the rest of your body to cool off somehow. Interesting. Because your feet don't get like freezing. So your body's not trying to constantly heat up. Okay. Honestly, it seems like it actually has made a difference for me. So that's that's my new sleep hack. Socks on my feet. Do you keep them on? Like you don't kick them off in the middle of the night? Mm Mm-mm. I absolutely kick them off. I will never wake up with socks. I don't know how. I don't know what happens. I mean, I wear like the longer socks, I guess, to go to bed, not just like the short ankle socks. So it'd be really, unless I physically like reach down there and rip them off in my sleep. You got to get your toes to spread. So you just hook it in. (laughs) Hacks for everyone. Um, One of my favorite sleep hacks is mouth taping. I don't care how weird it is. I have loved mouth taping for like four years now because it helps your, as mouth, we're not supposed to be mouth breathers. When you breathe through your nose, it helps you get into a parasympathetic state. Think about whenever people are like having you take big, deep breaths, like, like that sort of stuff helps your body Mm -hmm. get into that rest and digest. So you will fall asleep faster and have deeper sleep. It is scientifically proven. If you need some of the science, look at Somnifix's website. They're like my fave mouth tape, but I also use one that's on Amazon that literally looks like them, that they definitely ripped them off. Oops. But you can also use just like the medical tape. It's really I know cheap people do that. Lasts forever. I feel like if you're new to mouth that. taping, I will say the regular, like the brands that are made for that are more helpful because yeah. it has like a little vent, a little vent even though yeah. it's, it's not going to suffocate you, but you know, some people are a little worried about that. Just I like can't how do they're going to feel. Yeah. I actually almost suffocated myself last night. So I was using a new type of mouth tape and it has the vent, but I didn't realize cause I was doing it in the dark. Like the vent was still clogged by the strip I had to rip off. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm dying. So I thought I like ripped a hole in it, but I didn't, I just ripped the hole that was already there. It was a fun time last night. And then this morning I woke up and I saw it and I was like, you literally tried to suffocate yourself, but you weren't going to die anyways. But I thought I was going to, so Fun facts about yeah, you, guys, you you can't actually suffocate yourself nope. because you're breathing. Just feels through your really nose rough. And that's the whole point. I know so. that's the whole point. I've choked plenty times and then realized I could breathe through my nose. So you're like, oh wait, I'm not dying. I just need to breathe through my nose, not my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> but like it feels bad. <laughs> it it does take a little bit of time to get used to for sure. I actually haven't mouth taped in a while. Um, I do castor oil packs at night. I forgot to mention that. Not oh, every I've night. Been doing that recently, but I do. Especially like the, during my luteal phase. So like the 10 to 14 days before my period, I like to do them. Yeah. If you're someone that constantly wakes up, like between 
2 to 4 a.m. I always tell them like you should just put a casserole pack on before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. And if you still wake up in the middle of the night, then wake up and then just put a little bit more casserole on. I swear to you, it will knock you the fuck out. Mm-hmm. It also gives you really good bowel movements the next yeah. day. Every time if you're waking up early, because I sometimes do. Sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, liver stress, uh, blood sugar spike, you know, it depends on what's happening in my life. And I have like a roll on. I actually have it in my Amazon storefront. It's like the heritage one, but it's a roll on. So I'll just roll it over my liver every single time I knock out in like 20 seconds. And I'm like, yeah, it's because my liver clearly was like, we're working really hard. Wake up. And then you're yep. like, here's some help. Yep. <laughs> I love castor packs for that because they're so easy. Like, so easy. So easy. Yeah, you're just going to be sticky a little bit, but that's fine. I don't wake up. Like, it seems to absorb for the most part or else it just, you know, like gets on the pack. But it doesn't, yeah. it never really seems sticky when I wake up. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So sleep hacks, walking. We are going so basic right now, but it's also the freaking truth. Mm-hmm. Do you have any things you want to add in there? Hydration. Salty minerals in your water. Minerals. Literally. Stay hydrated, people. I feel like every time that's what I go back to for everyone. It's like you got to eat enough food. Yeah, eat enough food, but also hydration. If you think you have adrenal stress, you probably need some salt and some minerals. Not probably you do. Because like, everyone, literally... I mean, we're so trained to think that salt's bad, salt's bad, because they told us that forever, right? Like, mm-hmm. sodium's so bad for you. You know what's actually bad for you is the quality. So if you're using table salt, it's iodized, it sucks. Sorry, don't use that. We yeah. like quality salt. You do need sodium. Your body needs it. If you want to learn more about this, read the book, The Salt Fix, because it is about the quality. If you're eating a bunch of processed foods with a lot of sodium, that's the type that's not exactly great for you mm-hmm it's the quality yeah so I like and Celtic I, sea salt and Redmond's those are the ones I use all the time yeah I'm a big Redmond's fan for sure I always keep that on hand I actually heard something recently that uh because I know everybody likes the pink Himalayan salt um but I've been seeing things where it is a little bit higher in metals I saw that which makes sense but I saw somebody recently she was doing a video and she said she had just gone through the airport with a little vial of Himalayan salt. She's like, I travel with my own salt. Um, and it flagged as like an explosive in her bag. And so she's like, they took me aside and like searched me and like all this stuff. It was crazy. And it turns out it was my salt. And she said the TSA guy was explaining to her that when they mine it, they use explosives to get it out of the, the cave whatever, you know, like it comes from the Himalayan mountains, but they use explosives to like break it up and get it out. And he's like, so that stuff gets stuck in the salt and it flags, like there's a high enough amount in there that it shows up on our scanner. So I'm like, Hmm. Okay. So hear me out. My Redmond's has never once gotten me flagged and I've gotten flagged for almost everything under the sun, but I always (laughs) like, I've just, it's like loaves of bread. They pull me aside and they don't understand why I have a loaf of bread or like my food. And literally I've gotten flagged for everything. Having too many snacks. Like it's really fun times. I take everything out of my suitcase now. 
<laughs> so I'm like, you're going to see it right here. It's food. But I always travel with the mini Redmonds and I, I've never once had anything like that happen. And I always I have mean, like three of them on me. Yeah. I mean, obviously I don't think a lot of people travel with salt, so it's probably not <laughs> super common to get flagged for it, but I just thought it was interesting. Like it's very that interesting. there's that in, enough, that there's enough of that in there that it would flag because she's like, it was just a small, like the mini vials, yeah. probably like the size of your Redmond's one. I was going to say probably the same size. Yeah. And so I was How like, there has to be a, a lot in there to, to show what, up as an explosive. Right. Yeah. And I travel, Redmond's actually just lives in my backpack. I have like five mini vials. It was at Paleo FX years ago and I took so many and I just refill them every time. <laughs> Because they're the perfect size. I have one yeah. in each purse. I have one that lives in my backpack just so that I don't ever not have it when I'm traveling. But they've never once flagged me. So I'm like, maybe Redmond's is better at like mining. I don't know. Not I don't know. Using. I mean, and they went through a whole thing where like some big influencer called them out. They're like, oh, there's high I levels know. of I remember everything that. in here. And I thought they had a really good response to it, though. I, just, I can't remember off the top of my head what they said, but I don't know. I I trust them as a company, and they are from the U.S., so. It's Utah. Like U.S. mind, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I take everything with a grain of like salt. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say it anyways. It had nothing to do with salt. But, like, you got to take everything with a grain of salt and do your own research. I personally love Celtic Sea Salt and Redmond's. Um mm-hmm. I just like them both for different reasons. They're both just high quality salts. Yeah. There's a brand called Crucial 4 Salt that I would love to try, but it is very expensive. Yeah. And I've heard like it's Icelandic salt. I've heard great things about that too. Never yeah. I tried it though. I think, I mean, I think they are very high in minerals, like that mm-hmm. particular salt. Yeah. Like really good minerals. So, like, if you were purchasing salt to drink to add to your water, but I'm sure that is a really good salt. But also, the Redmonds has the electrolytes. Like, we both have yeah. them. We both like them. Yeah. So, the funny part about the electrolytes is that, like, you know, once you're once it's done dissolving, like, you can see the salt at the bottom of the cup, which yep. is so funny to me because I, like, oh, I mean, I always see the salt. I, that's the salt I use to remineralize or the Celtic because, again, Celtic has different – there's different ratios of minerals because they come from different mines, different places, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and the Celtic one has been known to like lower cholesterol, which we love. I don't even understand why, but like, I like both. But I just think it's so funny when you make the electrolytes that you can see the salt because their response to me when I was talking about trying um, relight electrolytes, like they were really kind and me- messaged me. I just tagged them because I wanted to and I wanted everyone to like see where it was coming from. And they mm-hmm. were saying that like the reason that theirs is different from a lot of electrolytes out there, one, they use two separate forms of magnesium. I don't remember which types off the top of my head. And two, that like they're get the sodium's coming from the Redmond's real salt, right? So that you know exactly where it's coming from, you know where it's mined, yada yada yada, which is very different from a lot of other brands out there. They don't exactly tell you where their sodium's coming from, where their salt's coming from, so on and so forth. Yeah. I think as a, far as electrolytes go, they're just like as a brand and quality, they're one of my favorites. I also do like that they have higher amounts of potassium. Me too. Which, I didn't. I don't like the ratio of element personally. I yeah. will get it because it's more convenient because I can get it on Thrive and not have to pay for shipping. But mm-hmm. I fully. I mean, agree. I pretty much get it just because Reed really likes it. They've been. They've just been too sweet for me lately. 
It's just the stevia flavor. I can't. Yeah. But picky dude. I can only get him to drink certain things. So I'm like, if that's it, that's Which fine. flavor? Which one's his fave? The raspberry. Okay. I mean, I can, I can respect it. It's not, it's, you know, my, everyone knows my first. I know you don't like it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, they have been pretty sweet for me recently. I just, I get it. I go and there was a point when I was drinking almost one a day and then I was like, oh my God, how was I doing mm-hmm. that? I like the citrus ones because they just don't, they're not, they don't taste quite as sweet to me, but I did see recently that they, they wouldn't share like the source of where their citric acid came from. I saw that. And so that makes me a little sketch that they don't want to do that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't like throwing companies under the bus. Yeah. Especially because when it's I'm like, not, not about cancel culture. Especially when it's like one question that they won't answer the way you want them to. Obviously I think that like we should have access to the sources of things just so that we know what we're putting in our bodies. But mm. I don't know. Some there, there are just certain things where I'm like, there are also proprietary stuff out there that like they don't want to tell us because they don't want someone like stealing, you know, yeah, their everything. So yeah, I mean, as a whole, I think they're so much better than a lot of a lot of electrolytes out there. So At, like half the people I know are still drinking liquid IV. So liquid IV, liquid IV made me break out so bad. I got like a sample of it from somewhere. I never tried it, and I drank it and. First of all, I just didn't like the flavor, but like I broke out on my chest like crazy and it really? is very high in sugar. Yeah. That's why I never ended up trying it. So when it got really, or when it started to get popular and was popularizing was when I was struggling with candida, which was literally a three year thing. So like I yeah. was very specific about the amount of sugar going into my body because it directly impacted my digestion. And so I never ended up drinking them because I just couldn't handle that much sugar. Like it was just going to make me have digestive issues. Yeah. And their response for that was that similar to like how salt has electrolytes in it, like sugar does too. Uh, Okay. But you don't really need to be spiking your blood sugar with. Yeah, exactly. With a drink. (laughs) And I understood it in theory. I was like, okay, interesting. Take it with a grain of salt, move on. But it's just the amount of sugar. Mm-hmm. It was really high. Yeah. Like, wasn't Gatorade level high, but it was still high. <laughs> I mean, Gatorade's also got all those artificial colors. So, like, we could just go on and on. Yeah. They do make a Gatorade. I want to say it's like Gatorade Fit now or something like that. And, like, in a pinch, if I was really thirsty, I would drink it because it doesn't have any colors. It does have salt. Like, it's just salt. There's no sugars. I think it does have stevia. Um, the only thing it has is like natural flavors, which probably aren't very good yeah. considering that's Gatorade. But like in a pinch, I'd be like, yeah, it's it's all right. Okay. Good to know. If you didn't have your salt on hand and you were super dehydrated. Yeah, I would drink it. Like I'd be okay with like recommending it if it's the only thing you can find and you're just really dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, if you're not trying to go to the hospital and get an IV, like, well, yeah. like it's, it's not terrible. I would still probably take a coconut water mm. first over okay. that. But mm. as far as like it being a Gatorade product, I was pretty impressed. Good to know. I've never seen that. Okay. We talked about movement. We talked about hydration. We talked about sleep. What other hot heel girl ha- hacks do you have 
or how to be a hot heel girl. We also talked about relationships. So like, let's be real. Only hang out with people who like light you up and like who make you want to be a better person and who make you want to like move the needle and just like do better things in your life. Like don't hang out with people if you feel like you're always having to lift them up and like, it's not to say we don't all go through things in our lives because we do, but like if you feel like it's like a draining relationship where all it is, is you being like, you're, you got this, like keep going, like all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think also just like learn to be happy with where you're at. And that's not saying that you can't strive to be better because I think you should always strive to be better and like create more for yourself. Mm -hmm. But I think so many people go after like these external things all the time and they like get that boost of happiness when they get the thing, but then they're like, Oh, well like my problems just, I might have this thing, but my problems just swallowed me here. Yeah, It's not actually fixing your problems. So I think just really, I guess just like learn to be happy with yourself and what you have and like where you're at because I think if you can learn to do that then you're you're really just going to be happy forever oh I love that that's a great one and I think that because right like personal development's all the rage and we love personal development like there are lots of things you can shift change get better be better but you're right like it's not about feeling like you need more right it's I guess coming from a place of lack versus coming from a place of like abundance like Mm -hmm. coming from a place of lack is like where I'm not where I'm at is not good enough and that place of abundance is like where I'm at is definitely good enough but that doesn't mean that like I can't have more exactly yeah because I've seen like both spectrums I see people who are are constantly like well I need this to be better and I need this to feel better and I'll be happy once I get here or once I get this. And then I've seen it on the other side where people are like, like, I have to be happy with what I have. Like, this is, this is where I'm meant to be in life. Like I, I don't need to, I don't need to grow anymore to be better or feel better. And I'm like, you have to find that very happy medium. Yeah. Like, yes, I am. I'm super happy that you're like, happy with where you're at now and like enjoying that but also like you don't you don't want to struggle your whole life you want to be like why is it wrong to be comfortable you want to be comfortable and why is it wrong to be better you know like I think it's always always good to grow and be better but also like I said don't make things and growth be the source of your happiness or the only thing that you're striving for yeah that, that little head of dopamine shouldn't be like literally your whole source of happiness. Exactly. Yeah. Because then. we got some talking. Yeah. Things, things are going to make you happy for a little while, but eventually that's going to wear off. Yeah. I had one friend who like was very growth minded and it was a good thing. And I thought it was good because they were pushing me. We're not friends anymore. But once we stopped being friends, I realized that it was like a bit toxic that I like always felt like I was never enough mm-hmm. instead of like coming, like you said, coming from a place of like where you're at is good enough, but like, there's nothing wrong with wanting more. There's nothing yeah. wrong with wanting to be better. Like we're always going to have places in our lives that we can grow. Like we're yeah. just always going to, cause mm-hmm. we're humans. Yeah. That's, that's literally how humans are designed. 
Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's nothing wrong with recognizing that and working towards that growth or whatever. But yeah, like we said, it should not come from a place of lack of like, Oh, I'm the worst. This needs to get better. And like, I'm always doing this and like, this is never good enough. You know, it's just like a very fine line. Cause I, like I said, I realized once I got out of that friendship, I was like, I didn't think it was toxic. Like I loved that that person was pushing me and like always giving me personal development books and like yada, yada, yada. But then when we were no longer friends, I was like, wow, it's so nice to be surrounded around people who like think I'm good enough as I am. Like, it doesn't feel like I always need to push myself to like be worthy of their love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. wild. And like, I guess I'll just use myself as an explanation. Like I'm very happy with where I'm at right now. Like, we're very comfortable. Like I'm not like worried about things and like just literally happy, like with my home space and with my relationship and everything. But also I have a lot of goals because I have like, I have like things I want to do and like financially, yeah, I'm fine now, but I want more because I want to be able to help people. I want to, you know, like one of my goals is like, I want to give my parents things when they're older. Like I want to be able to buy them things. I want to be able to like support all these dog rescues that I really, really like that are doing all these good things. So like, that's what I'm like working towards, but that doesn't mean that that's what's going to make me happy because I'm happy right now, but I want like, those are my driving goals, like to get where I want to be, you know, Mm -hmm. further on in life. I love that. No, seriously. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with having goals. I think we all should have goals, right? Because it does keep you pushing along. Like Motivation is good. Yeah. Striving to be better. Driving force is good. But don't make that the only thing that (laughs) fuels your life or the only thing that makes you happy. Yeah. It's such a fine line too, right? Like it really is. Like Everything is such a fine every, Literally everything is such a fine line. We're towing the balance beam. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you lean a little too, too much one way, too much the other. But that's like, yeah, that happens. And then you correct. Sometimes you're, sometimes you're going to lean one too far one way and you're going to fall off. But the cool thing about the balance beam is you can get back on. <laughs> Love the thumbs up. The cool thing about the balance beam. <laughs> You can always figure it out. You can always correct. You, you might break always... your leg. You might not get on right away, but you'll you'll get back there. Okay, so I feel like that's actually a really great place to finish this, unless you have anything else you want to add. No, I feel like that's a good spot. Because I was like, this is how to be a hot healed girl 101. And then, so that's like really how to be like hot girl, hot healed girl. And from that, don't take your health being fine, if you know you can feel better, if you have wacky hormones, if you have awful digestive issues, if you have awful skin issues as like an answer, right? Because there are always answers for how to heal. Like we did it. We're here. We literally let, that's my favorite thing about social media is that you can see the examples of people that have done things that you want to, even if like, it's not necessarily in your inner circle, you don't know anyone who's done it in like your personal life. That's Mm -hmm. probably my favorite thing about social media. Yeah. But I'm going to say also like you have to put the work into doing that. Oh, heck yeah. People can guide you. You can watch all the things on social media that you want, get all the advice you want, but, and this is not to offend people here, but your health is literally in your hands. Mm -hmm. Like you have to change your health. 
yes, you can hire a coach to give you the guidelines and the plans and all of those things. And that's what, like you and I, that's what we're here to do. But at the end of the day, if you don't implement it and you don't literally take your health into your own hands, you're not going to, you're not going to see a difference. I know. And it's I love that. not going to be anybody's fault except yours. Not yeah, to be harsh, but it's literally the no, way it is. No, it's true. And because it's so easy to point fingers and being coaches, right? Like I've heard from plenty of people that like I was supposed to heal them, but I'm the one that's supposed to do it. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't change your life. Like you can implement the supplements and the diet plan that I'm giving you, but like, that's not all there is to healing. Mm-hmm. We talk about that all the time, right? Like usually when you really heal is when you implement the deeper stuff, when you rewire your thoughts, when you change your life, like literally change your life. Sorry, not sorry. Like that's what it takes to heal a lot yeah. of the times. And the only person who can do that is you. And yes. also the only person who can take the supplements and the diet is you, right? Like the only person responsible for your healing is you. I absolutely think that coaches and practitioners are really important mm-hmm. for a lot of people because yep. a lot of people don't have the knowledge to heal from things and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. So having someone who has the knowledge and who can help you and who can literally lead you down and tell you that like this happens all the time, this is what you do, yada, 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 right? Like is phenomenal. But yeah, Mm -hmm. like you said, you are the only one who's healing yourself. You cannot blame anyone else if you don't heal. It's not like you gave me the wrong protocol. You didn't help with this. No, like you have to take that personal accountability with like, okay, well, where could I have been better? Or maybe if it's, maybe it's the wrong practitioner and there's nothing wrong with that, but like recognize that and move shift change because it's your health and yeah. your life and we're, we are here to to help you and guide you and like check in on you and keep you accountable but we're not in your house like physically feeding you supplements or like making you sit down and work on your emotions you have to at the end of the day you have to implement what we're giving you I know that's the tricky part right yeah everyone <laughs> wants to give their power away Mm-hmm. Like you're the one that's healing me. And I'm like, well, wouldn't it be so much easier, right? If someone else was the one that was healing you. Yep. But I love that. That was a great place to land. So M, tell people where they can find you. You can find me at Emily Joy Wellness, Instagram, YouTube is coming alive. So go check out my Woo-hoo. YouTube, uh, TikTok. And yeah. What about you? At the T-H-E rooted in health everywhere nowhere all of it you know um and if you liked this episode and any of the other ones we would love it if you left a rating and review we would love it if you subscribed um all that good stuff let us know who you want to hear from let us know what you want to hear and that's that if you want any you know new podcast guests let us know that too because we're always here to To get more to the show And if you're on your hot healed girl walk, listening to the episode, screenshot it and share it with us. Cause we would love to know that you're listening. We always to it. love that. Yeah. yeah. And we'll like reshare it and shout you out. Cause it literally makes our day. Yeah. We will. <laughs> Bye.